This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, welcome to the H Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furrow. This is Lynn Furrow, founder of Summit Life Ministries. Our mission is to elevate the church's vision, to see our identity through God's eternal purpose, to equip believers to live with an eternal perspective, and to empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. I bet if you've been watching very long, you could say those with me, and you probably did (laughs) in your head. Well, we wanted to start by um, thanking you for praying for us. The last several episodes, probably when you watched, you knew that we were going through um, a difficult family time and uh, um, just processing through that and so thank you for praying for us we felt those prayers and we appreciated people um, reaching out to us also in that time and um, we also are excited at this point and this week this weekend we are celebrating our son Josiah graduating from KU with his with his master's in OT occupational therapy and we're so proud of him and excited to be with him and some of the rest of our family gathering to celebrate him. So, but back to age changer show topics. What are we going to be talking about today? Well, Carmen, I wanted to, obviously last week we talked about strengthening ourselves in the Lord because circumstantially we were navigating strong winds and Mm -hmm. I think we can now share with everybody uh, what we were navigating, and that was that one of our sons and daughter-in-laws, uh, they lost a baby, uh, and the baby was miscarried, and so that was an emotional hit for them. Uh, but also, you know, you're moved uh, in your heart towards your children when you see that they're suffering pain and and loss. But also, uh, we just love being parents. And we love family. Family is one of our highest values that I feel that uh, we have as a priority and a and a focus. And uh, but we're in a new season where God has blessed us with grandchildren, and and we are just thankful to God. We have two healthy um, and happy grandchildren that are just they've been a joy to us on the earth, and then one really happy one in heaven. Yeah, and and then uh, what was going to be uh, a joyous occasion and uh, an announcement uh, turned into a moment of pain and loss. But uh, we have an enduring and a living hope, and that uh, living and enduring hope is Jesus Christ uh, because the reason why our hope cannot die is because he lives with a resurrection, indestructible life, And that uh, as long as he lives, and he lives forever, uh, we know that our hope uh, is going to continue to proceed from his heart to ours, and it will tether us and sustain us, and it will cause us to be able to navigate any circumstance Mm -hmm. that could be in our present or our future. So we walked through a valley and got more revelation of the goodness and the kindness of God. We refreshed ourselves that he never changes and that he's always good and merciful and kind. So we we grieve, we grieve with hope, and we rejoice in the goodness of God. Yeah. Um, but I want to echo just what Carmen said. We appreciate those that reached out to us and expressed prayer for us. 
And I think we felt those prayers and we felt the grace of God in this circumstance. Well, today, what I would like to do is I would like to uh, continue a theme that I haven't been teaching on the Age Changer Show, but in our responsibilities on Sunday as a part of a teaching team, uh, I have been talking about faith. Mm -hmm. And specifically, I've been talking about how God is wanting to develop and mature the church's faith mm -hmm. to where we are contending and we are contesting for promises that are promised to us in the Word of God, but we have not seen those promises fulfilled in a fullness. And I want to just clarify something right away. The Apostle Peter said that there is an aspect of our salvation that God has reserved for us in heaven and he has kept it guarded like a state secret. And so <laughs> God who is the God of surprises, the God who loves to surprise, go ahead, make provision for his people. He is Jehovah Jireh, the God who sees ahead. There are certain aspects of our salvation that we're not going to experience in time, but only in eternity. But there are also parts of our salvation that God has shown to us that that provision and the timing of the release of that provision is for us to experience in time as we live out our natural life here upon the earth. And, so, and over that time. Right? And over like, that progressively. time. Yeah. As we walk by faith, trust and rely on the Lord, God wants to show himself strong on our behalf. Mm -hmm. So I like to put it this way. Anything that we see Jesus having revealed, because he was the perfect expression of, of kingdom life and, and a fullness of an expression of faith, any demonstration, any revelation of life, anything that he did in the earth in expressing that kingdom and that life in time should be something that we are also mm -hmm. contending for, contesting for, and believing that we also can experience. He is a forerunner who was blazing a trail showing us what was possible in the realm of faith. And so there's a lot of bad theology out there where people say, well, that that's Jesus and Jesus could do those things uh, because he was God and because of his divine attributes and, and power, he was able to do that. But it they, they've embraced the theology that is one and done. Mm -hmm. He was the one, he did it, <laughs> and that cannot be replicated any longer. However... And, and the, the offering on the cross was that. It he was. He was the only one who could do that. Yes, um, because he was the perfect one, the sinless one. Only he could accomplish for us uh, that aspect of our salvation, which was to provide for us... Uh, you know, 
the forgiveness mm-hmm. of our sins or the means by which our sins could be uh, judiciously and legally according to the the holiness of God uh, those sins uh, be dealt with in a way in which God could legally judiciously without violating his character and his holiness could mm-hmm. could deal with them releasing mercy to us but also satisfying his justice and his holiness so when we talk about Jesus his unique commission his unique uh, role as our savior and a deliverer where he sets us free from the kingdom of darkness. He separated our intertwined destiny with Mm -hmm. Satan. Our fate has changed. Our destiny has changed. And, and, And now he's released to us a fullness that remakes us because of superior provision. Mm -hmm. We've received an inheritance from him and through him that it now empowers us. The Bible says, and we're going to get there today, hopefully, where the Bible says we have an ability to reign in this life, this present time, this moment, not just we're going to reign with him forever and eternity, but the grace of God, the provision, the abundance of the grace of God is so great, so vast, so superior, what is made available to us even in this life, that we can reign. And that means that when you talk about a, a reigning, the, the word means that you are able to exemplify an influence of the power and authority of the kingdom that, that you possess, that you have, that you've inherited. So if you're a king of a kingdom, there is a certain measure of authority that you've inherited when, when you are seated in that seat of authority and you can use all of your resources to affect your kingdom and the realm of your kingdom. So Jesus making us a co-heir with him, because as he has inherited a throne and a kingdom which can never pass away, neither can ever be destroyed. There's no coup that will ever unseat Jesus. And we know it's advancement, it's increase, it's compounding influence, it's growing. Uh, on a daily basis. God said, I'm going to make sure that my zeal reinforces his rule. And so there is a fervency, there is a zeal, there is an ardor, there is an earnestness, there there is an energy that God the Father has to make sure that his son gets everything that he deserves and that he's worthy of. And, And we have echoed those type of themes throughout the Age Changers show. It's all about Jesus, and it's all about us seeing Christ as the enthroned monarch of the kingdom, that we have a kingdom vision, and that we have a kingdom paradigm. Therefore, we're engaging our heart in alignment with kingdom priorities, and as a result of that, there is this greater expression of us Mm -hmm. of being an extension of his reign, that, that his life and the life of the kingdom exudes from us, is expressed through us, and is demonstrated in the authenticity of its power, the reality of its glory. And so these are not flowery words that we pray when we say yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. 
Uh, we And when, when we say, let your kingdom come, we're saying more of your power, mm-hmm. more of your glory, more of your dominion, more of your influence. Bring it to bear in the earth, in real time, where we live, through our lives, so that the world in which we live can be transformed. And, and we can displace the kingdom of darkness by supplanting it with that which is uh, superior. And I love that principle scientifically of displacement. Two things cannot occupy the same space at the same time. And so what we do as the regents of the kingdom is that we express kingdom life And as life comes through us, it displaces darkness and death, uh, causing it to flee away from us. James said this important principle, and I'm getting it, you know, far (laughs) ahead of where I wanted to go. But James said, if we align our heart with God and his purpose and his will, and we submit ourselves to God, it gives us a power to resist the devil. And the result of of kingdom resistance is that he flees. Hmm. He knows he cannot stand against the power and the authority of the king of glory. And so if we will just align ourselves, submit ourselves unto the authority of God, that that authority and that power in its in its glory and in its in in its might can fill us and and then gives us an ability to stand against the power of darkness and so the battle is won before the first shot is fired because Jesus has already inflicted a death wound against the devil that he will never recover from so in the Iraq war, one of the things that was a flawed strategy that the Defense Department laid out in our invasion of Iraq to displace Saddam Hussein was we used a very limited small force of about 22,000 of, of some of our best units to go in and occupy a very vast country. And every time our forces uh, put boots on the ground in an area that they were displacing the forces uh, of that represented Saddam Hussein. They fled. I mean, they could not stand up against the power and might of the United States Armed Forces. They knew that they could not mm-hmm. fight us. So they would just simply disappear into the cities, into the villages, and into remote places to hide from us. The issue was we had so few men on the ground, as soon as our presence would leave, they would come back and terrorize and reoccupy. And so, as you know, it became a war of insurgency over a long time. And so our congressmen, our senators, and um, you know, people began to debate in the media about we had this surgical force that decapitated the head of Saddam Hussein's regime. However, we did not have enough force on the ground 
to occupy the territory. And so we must be the, the boots on the ground here in the earth to maintain our stand in Christ. And so this is not a day for, the, for you to be fearful. This is not a day for you to be intimidated. And, and the church in this hour is experiencing, specifically in the Western church, a, a level of the rage of Satan and a, an aggressiveness that the powers of darkness are, are attempting to exert against the church uh, in a way in which we've not seen. Normally, it's been asymmetrical warfare, things hidden behind the scenes because by and large, people have not wanted to see the works of darkness prosper. So he's always doing things hidden underground and undercurrent to erode uh, the activity of, of the kingdom of God. Well, Satan is, is feeling courageous. And the reason why he is filled with a new courage to come out on the field to battle again and to try to attack the church is because the church has been very timid, very shy, She's lacked boldness. You say, what's the evidence of that, Lynn? It's in our unwillingness to declare boldly the truth. Uh, it's almost as if we have lost our voice as the body of Christ. And, and God wants to refill us with the power of the Holy Spirit because every church needs to have a new Pentecost or every generation mm -hmm. needs to have a fresh Pentecost. In our own life, we need to be filled with the Spirit, but refilled with the Spirit, continue to be filled with the Spirit because the Spirit of God gives us the boldness to declare, proclaim, demonstrate, and manifest kingdom of life. Mm -hmm. And so his life must find expression to us. And if we do that, Carmen, I know for a fact that this 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 emboldened enemy that we face that feels like he can come out and taunt the body of Christ is going to flee from us because we're realigning to God's priorities mm -hmm. and we're moving away from trivial pursuits and we're divorcing ourselves from an adulterous affair with the world and we're saying, God, we want our marriage to you and to you alone to be renewed and restored. When we align with him, God will have a church that's filled with glory and power. And when that church stands up, the devil is going to run in terror from us. I know that you're reading a book, rereading a book called The Heavenly Man. And, and this Chinese underground leader and pastor was heavily persecuted. But I heard you reading to Karis the other night about how this man was persecuted and his persecutor, the very day that this guy, uh, this persecutor tried to, uh, in an intense you know, way filled with anger and, and mockery and persecution, persecuted him. That day, God brought just, justice and judgment, swift, and speedy justice upon his persecutor. Uh, I grew up hearing of a story and heard it firsthand uh, from a very, very precious brother 
that was a part of my sister and brother-in-law's church in Muncie, Indiana. And they had newly become born again, but also they had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, they were very simple people that lived a very simple lifestyle because they, they just worked blue collar jobs. And so uh, this brother told me, he said they were without a vehicle. They hadn't, they were young, newly married. They were very young and they, they walked to work and they also walked to church. And they were walking back from church one Sunday night. And back then there was a lack of air conditioning, no central air conditioning, and it was very hot. So people sat out on their front porches and, and this brother and sister were coming back home from church. And there was a neighbor that lived next to them that began to mock them because they knew that they had newly come to Christ. And, and they also heard that they went to that you know, Pentecostal church. And, you know, there was a lot of, uh, mm. you know, prejudice towards people that, that had experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit and gifts of the Holy Spirit. A lot of pejorative phrases and terms were used, calling them holy rollers and, you know, all the things that, that people would try to categorize people that really wanted to live a life of fullness in the Spirit. And so what they did was these people on the porch began to mock speaking in tongues. And they began to mock and mimic the manifestation of the Spirit of speaking in other tongues. And I remember this brother said to me, he said, I turned to them while I was walking on the sidewalk. And I turned to them and I, I said, please do not do that. You don't know what you're doing. And, and please don't, don't mock the work of the Holy Spirit. And they went in, um, and got onto their porch and, and the mockery continued because he said these people also had been drinking and he said they got off their porch and came in front of their yard and they continued to mock them. And he said, I got up and again, I said, he said, please do not mock that which you're ignorant of, please do not mock the activity of the Holy Spirit. And he said he just got it out of his mouth and this lead guy that was uh, doing this mockery continued to boldly mock. And he said within a matter of a few seconds, he dropped dead and fell dead on the sidewalk. He said the fear of the Lord swept the rest of them. He said... I wept and, and I turned to those that were now running away from the situation because they realized there was this speedy justice of God that had come down and God had silenced those that were persecuting his people, but also mocking the work of the spirit. And he said, I told you, please do not do this. He goes, uh, you know, the Lord has silenced your mockery. But he goes, there's no pleasure in my heart that he died. But I tried to warn you that God is real and the Holy Spirit is real. And that was a very vivid testimony to mm -hmm. me. But it shows that when the church stands up for truth, when we stand up for the Lord, when we are going to, to uh, be in alignment 
with the king and his kingdom. All power and authority is made available. And Jesus said that. He said, I have given unto you uh, authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And he uses the metaphor of that which used to be able to bring a sting and a, a poison and a venom to harm you. You now have the ability to tread upon it. And so uh, we didn't get very far because we got off into discussing other things, but we do want to talk about um, in the coming next episodes about how we can be a people that are interfacing more with the heavenly realm mm -hmm. and bringing the kingdom to bear in the earth. We'll love you guys, bless you, and thank you for joining us for the Age Changer Show. Yeah, thanks for joining us. If you have any comments or questions, you can put those below in the comment section. And if you could like this and share this and um, be able to, for the people who know you and are linked to you on Facebook and in other platforms, um, then the word can get out and we can spread the word that's encouraging you and building your faith also. God bless you and have a beautiful week. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.